Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death to Fort Dishonor. <laughs> Never mind. I'm, I'm too tired for this shit. <laughs> Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha. Annihilation, Jim. Total, complete, absolute annihilation. The gravity is so much stronger on the southern continent. Are you sure she doesn't have to spread friendship and magic as part of her daily morning routine? (laughs) That's 12th level, I think. Not even whisper or utter my name in your last moments. <laughs> that totally defeats the purpose. Cesar, do you have any sun rods still, or <laughs> bring out your rods, old man? Private confrontation. Not like that. Maybe some discipline. <laughs> Had his hands in all of Cesar's junk. Six <laughs> oh wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> wow, we have a title. That's wrong. That's really wrong. <laughs> what? We need dice for this game? Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. And I refuse to do the Harlem Shake. <laughs> and this is Death to Fort Dishonor. Today is Friday, July 26th, and this is episode 118 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. This is our beginning, season three, a couple episodes in, and Tinzian's going to catch us up on what happened and uh, take us off the rails right away. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. Good evening, everybody. Uh, in the last episode, uh, the D4 cast managed to do the impossible. One, they win shopping, and two, they managed to leave a city and go more than five feet per episode. Mm. It's awesome. We're learning. Um, this episode is going to be a bit of a different uh, take. We were talking last week after the previous episode and decided that uh, we're going to be going on a bit of a break for possibly a week or two in terms of episodes that you guys are going to be getting. So I was looking for something kind of fun to do in between actually the previous campaign, which was the Thunderspire Labyrinth, and the new one, which is the Pyramid of Shadows. So this could go pretty well, or it could fall on its face, and we'll just have to see where it goes. So uh, the last part of the final episode, well, the previous episode, was that uh, you guys had gone with a caravan towards uh, Winterhaven, and... Um, pretty much had ride, rode ahead and were somewhat within sight of town. You're going to have to board a couple barges and sort of that deal. And you had made camp. Now, since the caravan had its own guards and everything else like that, there is the presumption, perhaps, that all the members of the party did fall asleep. Seem reasonable? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unlikely. For the yes. sake of the story, sure. For the sake of the story, sure. Okay, well, the each of you um, comes to here uh, after you've gone to sleep. In your dreams, the feeling that you have been moved, been places, experienced things, but you're back asleep, or maybe just in a state of not paying attention. So, your morning, each of you, starts with the sound of... Damn woodpeckers are at it again. (laughs) Get off my wooden leg. It's the sound of wood on metal. And it appears from the echoing that you are one or the either. Either the metal or the wood? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Who would like to wake up first? Me, me, me. I don't sleep. Thorn. Um, you don't recall blinking, but everything goes from dark to you're looking out uh, across a small room. You're sitting in this chair, uh, kind of comfy, but it's definitely a heavyweight chair. And in front of you is this guy. He looks sort of like either a mage or alkalite but he's got robes on and 
um, bell pouches and, and so forth. And he seems to be observing you um, much the same way as if someone were looking at a television set in the modern world and trying to figure out if something was wrong with it or if it was on the fritz. I stare back just, intent- just as intently. Okay. And then mutter, checkmate. Okay. You, somewhat uh, in your head, you start uh, thinking about where you're at. And the fact that you're in this room seems mm-hmm. entirely normal. It's to be expected, almost. And you realize that this has been your room for quite a long time. And this is where you go when the Eladrin Council doesn't need you. But you've been on a bunch of missions recently, and you have some things to do. And looking down, you will see that uh, you have a metallic form. Okay. And it is in somewhat of a self-style to um, what you used to remember as being your flesh and body. uh, Sorry, flesh and blood form. But this, too being, you know, metal, also seems perfectly normal, natural, and for quite a long time. You're okay. Edie, aren't you? I'm Edie's brother. Um, I don't know. Edward. Eddie? Eddie? <laughs> Eddie. Okay. You, you know, would you like to name your, would you like to name your, uh, the person in front yourself. of you? The person in front of me? Hmm? No. I, I'm sure he has a name. I'm sure he's got a respectable name, like, okay. um, Sven. Okay. Um, you find that you have a series of weapons nearby, your yep. typical complement of weapons, but they are all extremely uh, heavy-duty, much heavier okay. than you'd normally carry, but uh, they all look extremely wicked um, in terms of power, but uh, also amazingly ornate and of craftsmanship that, well... You don't need to worry about craftsmanship because it's, this is not something that the council has really needed you for. Okay. Who else would like to wake up? Oh, pick me. Pick me. Okay. <laughs> Xanatari, you two um, are roused by the sound of uh, wood on metal. You likewise suddenly go, with, and you don't recall blinking, but that doesn't seem too strange. You find yourself in a metal form as well. Um, humanoid looks sort of like you. Um, maybe even more epic and badass than you were back in the old flesh and blood days. I always wanted to be a D cup. Well, then you are a D cup and you are a mighty kegger at that. Um, you two have your weapons and you realize that there is a somewhat running dialogue in your head. And this appears to be what you consider to be your deity. Okay. But um, you have various studded around your arms, and at a couple points, like on your shoulders, uh, you have these mechanical objects. They're, they look sort of like uh, lightning rods, the, the the balls on top of lightning rods. Mm-hmm. Are you saying I have Tesla coils in my arms? Because that's yes. awesome. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, you are, you are still a, the Eladrin Council felt that, you know, you were very much in tune with, uh, thunder and lightning and you continue to wield in their name, those awesome powers. Okay. But, um, your deity sounds sort of a lot like an inner monologue with yourself. Okay. All right. Uh, you two also, by the way, have someone that's trying to check you out, just making sure that apparently, you know, are you... Is your head falling off or something along those lines? Cesar? Hello. You're in a likewise boat. But, I'm in a boat? Well. <laughs> it's a ship, not a boat. <clears throat> you're in the likewise situation of you two are sitting um, in a mighty chair. You've got your own room. It's kind of small, but uh, there's a bunch of doodads around and what's-its and things. And you two have your own person there with uh, the robe on and everything. And you realize that this is your artificer okay. that's been assigned to you. And he's been around for a while. There was another one, but, um, you know, we don't quite know what happened to him. That might have been a, a bit of a blow to the memory. Okay. 
what would you like to look at look like? Iron Man. Did you just ask a question? You could just cut out for me. Yes. What would you like to look like? Oh, um, just like coated with moving gears and uh, sprockets and cogs and things, just all slowly, you know, rotating belts and things, just covered with that. Are you a young Caesar or an old Caesar? Mm, I think I'm almost too mechanical to tell. That okay. makes sense. All right. Um, Zanatari, having heard a bit of this so far, what would you like to look like in terms of maybe details or whatever? Rising, I'm putting you all on the spot. Right. Uh, well, I suppose if I'm going to be lightning-oriented, uh, the fact that I'm metal might be somewhat concerning, disconcerting. Um, hmm. I would like it, to have... They assure you that you're not reactive. Okay, that's good. I don't know. Uh, humanoid's fine. It doesn't have to be super close to what I was. Uh, not having to worry about gear and clothes is nice. I'd like to have, you know, some sort of detachable panels on my side legs that I can put things in or places to store things. I want to know if Bert is here as well. Um, Bert appears to be a sort of plug-in object that is um, just behind your back, like where you would pull one side of your sword out of a scabbard on your back. Okay. He's sort of sitting there on the other side. Um, he's there. doesn't look any different than normal, and he does float and uh, react. You get the sensation, though, that the real Bert isn't present anymore, but this has been a fine Bert in its place. <laughs> okay. But AI... But you realize it's got something to do with uh, targeting as okay. well. I want it in the middle of my back, like where you would plug in the computer. Okay. It can be a giant. Okay. Very good. But. Thorn, um, having heard the others, is there anything that you would like as far as modification to your basic chest? Well, um, instead of... Uh, it's actually going to look like a, a massive suit of armor um, with a wolf's head helmet. Cloud. Um, with visor down, yeah, maybe, no. No crazy <laughs> hair. No, none. Um, and I'm not taking that stupid sword. <laughs> okay. I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's a stupid, big, stupid sword that fragments. Um, just, yeah, massive, massive armored um, figurine. Uh, you know, kind of spiked shoulders that kind of uh, look maybe like a first standing on end. Okay. Um, clawed, like, boots. Uh, clawed gauntlets. Okay. Um, pretty much that. And uh, it probably on one one arm would be like a hand or a automated crossbow or something like that. Okay, very good. Um, all of you know that you have been assigned to work as a team. At one point in time, you know, you had your own separate paths. And then, um, since then, you've been all working relatively well as a team. And the crazy part is, is that you're not sure how long you've been members of this team, but that's okay. You know, if they wanted you to know it, you'd, you'd know it. But that's fine. Uh, there was some sort of mission that you were supposed to be assigned today. So them coming to you and turning you on, you guesstimate that uh, it has been um, just in terms of where the sun's hitting the walls in your various rooms. It may have been about two weeks since uh, the last time you were activated. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. um, each of your artificers motions for you to get up. They don't offer you very much in terms of explanation. It just seems to be a normal procedure to help get you up and stuff. And uh, you're allowed to take your whatever assortment of weapons and so forth that you want to take. And you're asked to marshal in the assembly area. Okay. <laughs> when you all uh, get to um, 
the assembly area or you encounter each other. Do we fight Voltron? Because that would be really neat. (laughs) Autobots, roll out! It would be kind of cool, but um, Xanatari, you realize that you are about two times as tall as the others, and um, you're wide in sort of that tanky way, not in a, boy, you've really gone to that (laughs) robot. Um, But you, you are definitely a a combat unit, and you have some pride for that. Um, or at least you think from the dictionary definitions that you've read, you have some pride for that. Okay. You built like a tank. That's mm-hmm. my job. I'm mm-hmm. good with that. Thorn is um, what would be normal size for a human, but he's definitely built more for speed. He's okay. kind of the, the faster, limber one. It seems that for every action that you do, Xanatari, he mm-hmm. could possibly do two or three things in that, in that time frame. It's okay. It's not all about speed. Okay. And Cesar? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to be on the great change of, the great scale of change here? Um, maybe I could see sort of like precision. Okay. Maybe like a faster CPU. Um, okay. You know, be able to calculate and, you know, maybe that sort of an advantage. Okay. Very good. Um, and by the way, uh, all of you know that you are Warforged. That is okay. your that is your designation, is that you are Warforged and that you have the honor of having names. Apparently this is a big deal. The standing out in the marshalling yard is a solitary figure, and you recognize him as Thorsten. And he is um, the Aladrin Council representative for this area. Okay. There is a task that needs to be completed. That he was expecting a courier, and the courier has not arrived. And apparently, the information. Can't yep. trust couriers these days. Can't. They just. They're just like ah oh, ah, oh, a stiff breeze ah. Oh. <laughs> like Garamond everywhere. Um, as Tushar says in the uh, in the chat, uh, Thorsten Howell the Third. If you want to think of him as that sort of old wizen kind of way, then sure. Um, but anyways, for some reason, the council wants this information, and you guys need to go and get it back. There have been a great number of raids by both gnolls and orcs in the area, and he's afraid that he, this. Um, couriers either been captured or killed. Okay. Do you have any questions? They gonna tell us if this uh, what the cargo is that the courier is carrying or going to carry. Uh, apparently, it is a um, small rucksack, approximately the size of a large paperback book. And what race is the courier? The courier is Elvin, but um, more of the uh, wood elf side of the family. This Aladrin, you realize, is not a wood elf. Um, is more of your traditional higher type elf. Do they have a good sense of where the courier was went missing? At what point? You know, what? How long has it been? Mm-hmm. What? What the route would maybe be? Things like that. Yes, there the the courier was supposed to stick just because of the importance of this information. The courier was supposed to stay somewhat near um, a path that was prearranged, and you are given each given scrolls. On the scroll is a map of what should be the path. There are a couple areas that you recognize from having cleaned out in the past as being some knoll dens, pretty bad ones. And uh, you're not sure when the last time you cleaned them out, but you know that you've been there. As far as what can be expected, they're not sure. Knolls would be a good idea, but there could be something else out there. Okay? Okay. And I might have missed this. Was the courier heading to where we are, away from where we are, or, or neither? The courier was supposed to be heading towards where you're at. Okay. Um, that's... Well, well, 
well past due approximately um, two weeks or so. Um, okay. Well, what's the, the actual importance of the, the package? Is it vital that we get it back first, or are we allowed to, or do they want us to undertake a cleansing of the area of gnolls? Well, um, oh, by the way, let me rephrase what I just said. The courier was dispatched from the far remote end about two weeks ago and is about three days late at this point. Um, you are under no circumstance allowed to return without the package. Okay. It is up to you. Um, you are, you are given this thing called choice, whether to just retrieve or to practice some of your combat routines or whatever. But you are expected to, um, not dally too long out in the field, regardless of your choice. And it is some sort of information that could lead to, um, some actions or problems that the council will have to deal with elsewhere. So it could be a insight into what um, you might be having to deal with down the line. Okay. Sure. Do, do they have a sense of, I mean, how well known is this courier? Is is he very trusty, trustworthy, or is it possible that he could be involved in in you know responsible for why he's not arrived? This is apparently a a very senior courier, um, well trusted, well regarded. He may not know what uh the information is okay but so it's highly it, unlikely that though that he's a traitor or anything of that extreme, nature. extremely unlo- unlikely um the Aladrin council does a lot of vetting ahead of time and um you've seen what's happened to uh a couple a couple problem uh agents in the past who did stuff that was far far less than being a traitor um, a couple heads exploded, that sort of thing. Um, apparently they've got, um, some things on that also help to keep compliance or if they think that someone has really truly died, you know, they can do something. Any questions out of character or in character? Um, is, um, you know, it doesn't seem like you want to reveal to us the nature of the information, but is there something within this rucksack that Somebody, someone like a Knoll or a Knoll Den would be interested in that specifically? Mm, not exactly. It may just be the fact that it is um, something from one of the elven races. And the fact that it's pretty or something, may just they just may want to just deface it. Okay. For the sake of spite. It could just get tossed. They may just be more interested. If they did get the courier, eating the courier and the package may still be down. They okay. did note that there is um, a alarm spell, a modified alarm spell that is on the pouch that will, if the pouch is not handled in a certain way, will go off. And they think that they have um, made it so that your map scrolls will be able to somewhat determine where the scroll is, I mean the rucksack is, as you get close to it. So a thing from the old Harry Potter movies where you, they've got that map. map. Yeah, the Marauder's Map. This is more of locally, this thing may actually pick up an idea of where things are. Okay? If gnolls should catch a prisoner, what do they do with them? Um, usually eat them. Okay. Maybe play with them, but that usually leads quickly to eat them or just kill them. So we're not, the likelihood of this uh, courier being alive is low. They can't determine that right now. Um, they're not willing to say because they'd like to get the courier back if possible. But if he's gone, try to bring something back so it can be, you know, dealt with. Okay. Um, you've seen previously that there have been um, couriers that have been returned and suddenly, you know, they're back in a couple weeks. Okay. Anything out of character for you guys? Um. Do we have any other memories besides um, what we currently have about you know, how we became Warforged? Um, no, you don't have any real memories to that. Uh, you just know that you've been part of this team. You've been doing really well. Uh, you remember sort of in a very, very distant way um, 
stuff about a dead god, the seven pillared hall. Uh, but no, you you don't you know you don't recall with any sense of horror your past. You know you just kind of turned on and you're warforged and you seemed okay with that. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Um. Now, for mounts, you are provided with your standard mounts. Cesar? Muted, sorry. Hello. Okay. Your mount uh, is a very large, what appears to be metal, stylized flying squirrel. Armor squirrel pet. Okay. Mechanical squirrel. Um, Wolf squirrel. It is is clearly... Clearly something, um, and you've been told that the um, Eladrin Council travels in the faraway plains quite extensively, and that this is uh, somewhat of a, a backwater area to them, but they have access to amazing magics and amazing smiths and so forth, and you were actually allowed to help in the um, design of this mount. So this is a mechanical horse-sized creature, but it looks like a flying squirrel. Okay. You still haven't quite figured out how to make it fly, however. Okay. Okay. Uh, Xanatari. Mm-hmm. What would you like your mount to be? Hmm. A tank. <laughs> well, not quite that slow. I mean, since I'm slow, I need something that's somewhat fast. And of the period, I don't know what animals exist other than your plain horses. Whatever you want. Oh, and by the way, you you move at you move at regular human speed. You're just big, and he's just really fast. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What 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 kind of what kind of thing would you be interested in to have for a uh, for a mount? A camel. <laughs> I would not want a camel. I would want a rhino. You want a mechanical rhino? I want a mechanical rhino. Okay, you have a mecha- mechanical rhino. It is. It has barding and everything. Um, Sacks. The, the Eladrin Council believes sometimes that actually having um, spoils from your uh, fallen foes is okay to be collected, but a portion of it does go back to the council. Okay. So you need to have bags now and then for putting the stuff in if you wish. Okay. Okay. Does it have a functional horn? Does it shoot things? Doesn't shoot things, but it does have a functional horn, and you are known for sometimes charging into the thick of things and having two or three things um, speared to the horn um, within seconds. Yay. It's, it's quite a large horn. Okay. And somewhat serrated. Okay. Thorn. Mm-hmm. What would you like to have? I think I have to go classic spider. Okay. Uh, kind of a sleek spider, nasty looking yeah. spider. We're know. talking. We're talking. I think like Bugatti Veyron of spiders. Okay. Like so, wild wild west spider. No, no this, is, this is this is this is like the the these the, the slick looking daddy long legs speed machine kind of deal. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um. You know, you've got four legs out the front, and it's really streamlined, very sleek, low-lying. Okay. Not black, a tripod? Bla- no, not a tripod, no. No. No, not this gangly sort of... Okay. ...kind of thing, no. It's um, it's it's low-lying. It's almost kind of motorbike-esque, except it has four, uh, eight legs. Okay. Um, and it's probably of a, a black metallic color. Okay. It has pincers. The front legs and actually all the legs have some degree of serration to them. Cool. Um, but you've also been known to come back from the field with a uh, a creature to stab impaled upon each as you go walking along, and they just kind of fall off at some point. <laughs> okay. Rhino, spider, squirrel. <laughs> Flying squirrel. <laughs> It has serrated teeth. <laughs> it's got a very bad attitude. Serrated wing flaps. <laughs> Quite grumpy. Super yeah, actually, 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 Cesar, what would you like to have for the uh, for its weapon systems? 
Tail of Scorpion. <laughs> Nut launcher. <laughs> um, I, I kind of like that actually. The serrated flap, skin glide glider flaps okay. on the edges. Okay. Very good. Um, it appears on upon inspection that your artificers have uh, managed to take good care of your mounts since last you saw them. Your mounts let you um, get up on them and get situated, and there's plenty of rack space for your weapons and, and so forth. You know, though, however, as you start to um, consider the world outside of this marshalling area, that there is quite the sound of combat going on um, outside over the walls. It's very loud. It's noisy. But this seems normal. And you know to have at least some degree of weapons and protection on before departing this area. Who wishes to be the head of the convoy? I think the mm, runner I wonder. Yeah, why not? Okay. Do you have any sort of starting plan as to what you may want to do that you wish to share with the rest of your team? I assume we look at the map and just follow it to the nearest knoll place that we remember extricating knolls and cleaning out the area, right? Okay. Very good. Um, Thorn? Yep. Get out your uh, initiative tracker thing and everybody roll for their initiative. I realize you're in different uh, different bodies here, but uh, just use whatever your sheet's saying for normally and we'll just kind of deal with some extra damage here. Okay. Um, Cesar, what was yours? Cesar is muted. Of course I am. Um, 10 plus 8. 18. 18? And mm-hmm. uh, what was yours, Zanatar? We rolled 20 plus our initiative, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. it. Okay. Yeah, 19. Okay. And I rolled a 28. Okay. All right. Um, as you are moving out from the marshalling yard, you realize that you are in quite a large fort that is built up um, semi-permanent. And outside the gates, uh, something is happening. The guards are willing to open the gate for you, but you have to deal with what's on the other side. And you have to be quick about getting to the gate because they're going to try and close it behind you as fast as possible. Okay. Okay. Can uh, we find out what they see so we know what we're going into? Um, apparently there is a small raiding party and uh, of orcs. And they are attempting to get into the um, fort because... Recent operations have uh, been depleting their fuel source and their food sources, and this has caused them to be even more angry than normal. The guard kind of winks and says, well, we've been trying to pick a fight with them. So. And you said orcs, right? Yes. Okay. Hungry orcs. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Okay. They open up the first gate. And you realize that there is a space between that and an exterior gate. They'll let you go into the first one. They'll close the door. Mm-hmm. Up above, you realize that the outer gate is manned by more guards. There's a bunch of archers up there shooting. Approximately ten archers. But they open the gates and mo- handle the gate from up there. Not down in this kind of sally port area. Okay. So, uh, when you give the signal, they will open it up, and they assure you it is a small raiding party. I want I want an arm that has a sword attachment. Okay. And I will have that ready. Can I have rocket elbow? Because that's awesome too. No, no, no rocket elbow, but you can have you can have the sword arm. <laughs> All right, sword arm, and I would have it attached and ready. And okay. Go for it. Are you, are you equipping your shield as well, or? Yes. Okay. Uh, Thorn, what preparations are you making in advance of heading out? Um, I'll be drawing a slender, uh, just a slender sword, kind of like a, a um, mm-hmm. saber. And I would be prepping the hand crossbow on my other hand, so sort of like a slash and 
file. Okay. The Cesar? I just want to make sure that my uh, my laser crossbows are both loaded. <laughs> no lasers, but yes, you have your crossbows loaded. No, they're lasers. Um, they just do the same damage as normal bolts. <laughs> okay. Um, by the way, what you're hearing over the the wall tends to jibe with what the guard is saying, that this is a small one. You're not not really worried about it. It's, you know, whatever. Okay? So much, so much lie. Okay. When the gates open, um, immediately around the edges of the doorway, axes appear, arms start coming around, and enough space is given that you can get around the gate is needed, but you're going to immediately run into orcs. It's okay, charge them down, Zandaria. Open up a gap so we can start skewering them without mounts. <laughs> there you go. Clear a path. Okay. All right, is, that, is that what you're going to do? Mm-hmm. Are you going to charge or just roll, just run in? I doubt that I can charge in a half-open door, so I'm just going to have to kind of squeeze the fat rhino through the door and like try to get some running room to do so. Okay. Um, going up, you see before you, there's at least 40 to 45 orcs. And these are the larger variety. You realize that in the past you've seen smaller ones. But for quite a while, you haven't seen um, the really small ones. These ones are probably somewhere on the order of 7 to 8 feet. They are armored. They are armed. And um, they bear clan markings that you are aware of. And they are all um, trying to go in after you. Xanatari, since you are presently the only one that's out, heading out through the door, um, what kind of neat attacks would you like to do? You know, what's, what's sort of your, your present specialty to handle a situation like this? It can be awesome if you want. Uh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, since my rhino is going forward, uh, what I would want to do is extend my arms so that my blade is completely flat on the right-hand side and my shield, which is sharp on the edge, completely mm-hmm. flat on the left, like an airplane. Basically, just try to mow through as many people with a razor's edge on both sides as possible. Okay. Um, do you just cling to the rhino as it goes off and as you're swinging along, or do you try to use your legs... I'm going to hold the rhino with my legs and essentially just try to keep my arms straight because the speed of the rhino is going to make it like a blade. Okay, very good. Um, so you go charging off, immediately knocking down an orc and crushing it under your rhino's foot. And you are able to make enough space so that the other two can get out. Thorn, since you have initiative, um, mm-hmm. we will start with you. Coming out around the doorway, the gate, you see that there's this group of orcs. Again, the guards were right. This is, you know, a small little thing, not too big. What would you like to do? Are we going to... I don't think we're going to stop for for the... I think the guards can handle it. I mean, the walls are pretty strong. It's the Aladrin Council. They won't let orcs into the actual fort. I think um, I'll pick off a few on, on the way out um, to our destination. I won't okay. Uh, how many? How many of a few would you like to to pick off? And Ten. one for each leg. <laughs> yeah, that 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 would work. Yeah, just eight of them, sort of, um, either <laughs> via spider or um, shoes of orcs. Yeah, I was about to, I was about to say you your your spider likes to have sneakers, so I'm I'm now back to that cartoon from the seventies or whatever it was <laughs> that had. Okay. Very good. So you have um, a good. Six to eight orcs um, that you eventually take out and push your way through the pack. Um, Cesar. Um, what you Cesar do? tries to, you know, tuck up behind them as close as possible. And uh, as he comes out, he uh, just urges his mount forward with as much haste as he can mm-hmm. and uh, begins firing at, uh, you know, the nearest uh, orcs to him if any of them seem to pose a threat. And uh, the cool thing is, as as he's making his way and gets most of the way through the pack, he turns, but instead of turning, you know, like twisting like a normal person, he can just rotate on mm-hmm. his waist. So he just turns around and fires backwards as the squirrel keeps going forward and getting out of the pack. Okay. You realize that your squirrel, by the way, is uh, the lowest to the ground. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know if that matters to you, but you well, do my, have a different vantage yeah, point. That's okay. true. My, but my uh, primary goal is to just get clear as quickly as possible. Okay. We just took out, like, I don't know, 15 to 20 orcs. This mm-hmm. is supposed to be a small orc raiding party. Uh, just observing around us? What's going on here? Um, well, there's clear evidence of a massive scorched earth campaign. There's uh, all the trees in the area have either been burned down or cut down. The ground underneath is a muddy morass mixed with uh, many paths and islands of hard earth, and you can kind of feel the magic coming up from these. The wasteland that is around this uh, fort extends approximately a quarter mile. And then beyond it, you can sort of see that there's another stage of um, stuff happening. Um, the the campaign is pushing to that point hmm. and expanding. But you've taken this path out. You've never seen the path this long. But you know that if you are on the path, you don't tend to sink in the mud. But the mud's actually not going to um, be so deep that you wouldn't be able to get out of it. Unless we're overcome by sadness. <laughs> Potentially. But you, you yeah, see... <laughs> you see the mil- You recognize the military value that the Eladrins have placed on this path. It sort of funnels stuff down. There's... Um, just to the outside, there's a strip around the fort that is solid ground kind of deal, but it's, it's kind of a choke point. Okay. But this is clearly no small raiding party. They lied. Um, actually, no. From what you've seen, you've seen many, many more um, orcs. You've seen a lot of other things uh, in past past uh, missions that you've done. You've actually seen it where there's been stuff, battles, separate battles pushed out into the mud. Um, this is indeed a small. They they you, the Eladrin Council for this group of orcs pretty much has must have almost broken their back of the tribe for them to show up with this such a pitiful amount. It may be actually the tribe's death gasp. Okay. Um, but to you, they're pitiful. This is, this is nothing. You know, this is the door, the door, the door to door salesman is outside. Yeah. What do you do? Given that we essentially nearly took out like half their, their force on just our escape. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not much left. I'm pretty sure they can handle it. Okay. Um, Zintari, getting to you though, you have, uh, you've pushed out. What would you like to do in terms of, uh, either your actions or where do you want to go? You know, do you want to go out in the mud? Do you want to follow them? Do you just want to do your own thing and kill them all? What's up? Oh, how many are left? Hmm, probably about 25. Hmm, I feel like killing the rest of them. Okay. How would you like to do that? <laughs> Um, well, now I have some ground, so I want to back. I want to get the Reno up to a nice charge, so he can start tossing things onto his horn and vice versa. I'd also like to try to bring down the lightning. I think it's wet enough in the area that if I'm careful with uh, with the blows of it, that I could maybe get a couple at once with a okay. diffused electricity. Okay. Just to let you know, if you charge, you will wind up in the mud. Nothing is going to happen to you. You've been out in the mud before. Your rhino does fine. Okay. So, um, and by the way, this episode may go a bit long. I know the audience is used to it being about an hour and everything else, but uh, we're just going to kind of deal with it. Um, go ahead and give us your epic uh, montage of orcish death utilizing those methods. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, with its beady eyes looking particularly angry, the rhino would keep uh, glancing towards the horde of orcs and begin to stomp its feet and start to run towards them, picking up speed. As it gets into the most central packed area, it would start to toss its head and spear as many as possible, some of them being gored and then just falling off, others of them being tossed over its head backwards, which I would try to hit with my sword just for the sake of it as they're flying through the air by me. Um, In the meantime, if there are packs of them in groups of, I would say, three, 
anywhere, you know, from 15 feet or so away from me, I would try to call down lightning onto that pack mm -hmm. and uh, watch them crisp. Basically, like, taking down bowling pins with the side of lightning. Okay, what color lightning would you like? Um, I think just traditional blue. Okay. All right. Um, Thorn and Cesar. Xanatari has stayed behind to... As you, as you were riding out, she's obviously going to stay behind and do some damage. Are you going to keep moving forward um, down the path towards the uh, more solid ground? Or what are you gonna act your actions going to be? Cesar um, sees... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead, Eric. Uh, Cesar sees the value in... Uh, uh, everybody staying together to, you know, depending on what they might find on this path. So he will stay um, not quite in the thick of the fray as uh, Mecha Xanatari, but will sort of stay along the fringes and, uh, you know, provide supporting fire okay. with his crossbows. Um, with my speed, I'm probably better off as a reconnaissance unit. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to move ahead and scout out the area. Uh, and get intel on, on what we're looking at. Okay. What you see ahead of you is a broad valley. Um, mm -hmm. The walls of the valley are quite steep and high, but there's probably a good 400 yards. Valley wide. Okay. Um, the, the valley bottom is where you're at is probably about 400 yards wide. And you know that there is a fairly large settlement of knolls that is about a mile down this path. Okay. Um, sure, okay. Um, is there any cover to, to mask our approach? Um, is there any vantage points that we can make advantage of in this valley? Um, there are occasionally some rock outcroppings that you could either hide behind or with your, especially your mount, um, crawl up on to get a, either a vantage point of height or, uh, hide behind your spiders, especially good. You've been known to go down this, um, these valley walls sideways. Okay. Um, um this is pretty much your, uh, one, one of your playgrounds. Okay, cool. Um. I guess probably the best thing to do is start checking Knoll encampments um, for for any sign of the any sign of the courier um, and follow the path back to where he was dispatched from. Uh, does the is the Knoll encampment near the road um, or is it actually quite far out? It is all things considered not far out. It's um, down a side valley passage, mm -hmm. and there so they've they've, they've so burrowed into the ground. Okay, for, so the, it's completely viable for them to actually perform a raid on, on like a courier or something. Absolutely. Um, you know, things have been, you've gone in, cleaned this thing out, they just keep coming back, so there's been thought that maybe there's a back way that they're getting into, but for those of you who are World of Warcraft players, uh, Razorthorn, that Razorthorn dungeon area, mm -hmm. where you've got the caverns and where the pigs are and stuff like that, it's kind of one of those deals. Uh, I know, so I know I'm borrowing pretty, from a lot here, but... So it's pretty maze-like. It's it's like a massive barrow den. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I will not pursue further, but I'll actually go back and uh, report to the, the party. Okay. And by the way, as you're doing your recon, you do see that there are a couple patrols out. Okay. Of gnolls. And these are ones that... A mixture of ones you have seen before, but it appears the packs are unifying. Okay. Um, and this this particular group was about twelve gnolls. Okay. Twelve gnolls. Okay, thank you. Xanatari, um, you've pretty much wiped out all of them. Do you want to give Cesar the last kill, or do you want to take the last kill? Yeah, Cesar can have the last kill. I had the first kill. Okay. Are you even aware that Cesar is nearby? Probably not. <laughs> Unless I see, like, lasers going by and hear, like, a sound. Okay. Well, does does Anatari have her, um, I guess her telekinetic link in this case is more like <laughs> I am messenger program in head. Networking. Networking. <laughs> Built-in walkie-talkie. Exactly. Do you have some form of a commune? Yeah, that would be nice. 
Okay. The Aladdin Council has seen fit to um, not leave you too much alone, but uh, they realized they had to do this uh, magical spell called Commune. And um, it may or may not be Commune, because reason- Commune's different. Yeah, Commune, thank you. <laughs> Um, they're not, sh- the artificers are not sure if that's why you've got the extra voice in your head hmm. or not, but it's, they kind of remember, you kind of remember a period where you didn't have that, that ability and it really unnerved you. Sorry, just when you said commune, I was like, all hail Warforge Jesus. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> it's the Terminator phase. Peace, love, kill all humans. I'm sure I'll spell it wrong in the uh, in the description of the show as well. So whatever. It's it's the the exact same spelling. Okay. It'll be fine. Um, Cesar, how would you like to dispatch the final work? Um, well, seeing there's um, just one left, he'll uh, let his um, squirrel sort of have a little fun, and it, it bounds in and uh, sort of as it jumps at it, it uh, spins sideways and slices its head neatly off with the serrated edge of its its flap. With its flap. With its eh? lighted pinion. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. With that, uh Zanatari, take us out. And we'll do another episode. Oh we will? okay. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at DeathD4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at Genesee.com or SignalsMedia.com. Join us for a worldwide adventure. Stay tuned as we continue our travels, and we'll come right back, I suppose.